0: the only woman whose love you've prized will be snatched from and you. And will that satisfy you? Satisfaction's not in my nature. Sir. The son of Odin. No, not just of Odin. You think you alone were loved of mother? You had her tricks, but I had her trust. Trust? Was that her last expression? Trust? Will you let her die? What help were you and yourself? Who put me there? Who put me there? You know damn well. Uh, you know damn well uh, just a fight well she wouldn't exactly be shocked I wish I could trust you trust my rage I'm Griffin I'm Molly and we're going into the superverse <laughs> Hello everybody, we're coming back with another installment in our MCU watch through today uh, To give you a bit of a brightening up in your post-holiday season We all hope that if you celebrate Christmas, you had a great Christmas uh, You were able to see your family, see your friends
1: A happy new year
0: Yeah, and we're back And today we're going to be talking about Thor The Dark World
1: Dun, dun, dun. Everyone's favorite Marvel
0: film. Now, that makes me wonder is this anybody's favorite Marvel film? If that person exists, are you listening? Please let us know. I think the only person that could possibly say that is just being contrarian. But maybe somebody out there really loves Malekith or is a Chris O'Dowd super fan.
1: I mean, is this anyone's favorite Thor movie?
0: It, it can't be. I, I, I know I just said that maybe there's somebody out there, but also I kind of refuse to believe it. <laughs> but I'm not going to try to rag on it the entire time. I think we were talking about it briefly uh, before this pod, and there's some there's some good stuff to discuss here. I do think it's pretty commonly voted as the weakest movie in the MCU, it really vies for that title alongside The Incredible Hulk for most people. And Doctor Strange. Well, see, I, I agree. I don't love Doctor Strange, but that could be a hot take. I feel like if someone's like, well, which one would you like remove from the MCU if you had to choose? Between this and Hulk, that's not going to rile anybody up. But as soon as you get out of that territory, you're going to start ruffling some people's feathers.
1: I'm here to ruffle some feathers.
0: Yeah. Well, let's get ruffling, shall we?
1: Well, you know whose feathers are ruffled first thing. Who's that? Loki's. Yeah. By by Odin, father Odin.
0: Yep. Odin giving him a stern talking to, after all that, all that jazz back on uh, Midgard.
1: Yeah, we should say like in terms of the timeline. Obviously, we're we're right after Avengers, and we are right before. Loki the TV series starts, or this movie is like what would have happened in the normal timeline. Like the Loki show is like before he returns to. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of hard to say that like the Loki show a, takes place at a certain time. Right, it's outside
1: of time. But, but yeah,
0: it's right, right before the uh, the new timeline starts to exist. So, and we're at peak
1: Loki being Loki.
0: Yep. Really, yeah, he is he is prime Loki, and he is easily the best part about this movie. And I think a lot of people would have that same stance.
1: Honestly, it feels more like it should be called Loki, the Dark
0: World than it should be Thor. It would have been a better movie if they had just focused on Loki. That's for sure.
1: Like it's almost that they did do that, but then they're like, oh, we have to do like stuff with Jane Foster. okay. Let's write something for that because like that all felt very in the background. Whereas that was supposed to be, I think, the main plot.
0: Really weird. Really weird. I don't know much about what happened during the production of this movie. I think it kind of suffered from a couple of the issues that Iron Man 3 did, which was just having to follow up all the stuff that happened in the Avengers. But it feels like they didn't know whether to lean into the Asgardian side of things or try to keep those relationships that he had built on earth in the first movie going and they didn't really have a good way to thread the needle
1: yeah in some ways this felt like it was more appropriate as a first thor movie because it's so much in thor's world whereas the first thor is obviously like fish out of water i'm on earth but i'm not really from here the second one is like setting up asgard and the nine realms and how the nine realms interact and what might happen like that all felt very otherworldly and not much of a sequel i guess
0: yeah i mean something about it was just i say this a lot i feel like about plot elements and a good handful of the movies that we've discussed but it just feels underbaked or like just they didn't commit Enough to, like, really getting into the Asgardian lore to yeah, me. Yeah,
1: and it feels kind of dated because we're about to get Guardians of the Galaxy right after this movie. And Guardians feels so modern, and I think it holds up. I mean, we're about to watch it, but this something about this movie just feels so dated. Maybe it's because they're all wearing capes, but I don't
0: know. It's just... It's a relic of when Marvel was like, we're going to really try to go for the Shakespearean vibe for Thor. And I think it worked better for the first one because they had Kenneth Branagh, who is, like, I swear, the most prolific director of Shakespeare adaptations at the helm. And the guy that directed this is mostly known for doing TV show episodes. It's just... It doesn't really stand out in any regard.
1: Yeah, and I think it's really clear they don't know what they want to do with Thor's character because he went on his arc last movie. Yeah. So what's I mean, his arc now? And they didn't, they hadn't really realized what they had with Loki at this point. Like they knew enough because he's obviously such a big part of this movie, but. But not enough, enough. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's a reason why no other. Well, you know, it's hard to say because not every character gets a trilogy, but this prompted, like, a reboot of Thor's character for a reason. Nobody wanted more of this, (laughs) sadly. And I gotta say, you know, I always forget a pretty good chunk of this movie. A couple scenes stand out to me. It's mostly the Loki-centric stuff. But all the big through lines... The villains, it always is just, I watch it, and then it exits my brain with expedience. And I think part of the reason is, and I picked up on this pretty early in our watch through, was that we are introduced to Malekith and the Dark Elves, who are the villains here, by like, kind of a story that Odin is just like telling. Right. Which, I
1: I don't mind that
0: part. I kind of do, because they did the same thing for the first Thor movie. So I get it. Like, they want to just, like, give you this background again. But by telling us that, oh, yeah, like, these are the Dark Elves, and this guy's name is Malekith, and he's really bad, and they did this thing thousands of years ago, and now they're coming back. It would be fine if they elaborated later or gave any character development to Malekith or made us care about the Dark Elves, but they don't.
1: That's true, but I don't mind that they're starting with this story to introduce them and they continue that even with hella like she is a story um that's kind of been kept under wraps but still it's that same element
0: yeah and um, i get that i think i would have liked if this movie had instead of opened with the odin narration like we get a glimpse into like malekith just being malekith and like seeing like why
1: yeah, it's a he very is forgettable why, villain.
0: Why Odin would fear him coming back?
1: Yeah, or like, what does that mean? The dark elves ran the world. We just
0: we have no reason to care,
1: and and then they're introducing this thing called the convergence at the same time as if we already all know what it is.
0: I just know that Christopher Eccleston, who is a very esteemed actor who played Malekith, was super disappointed in his experience on this movie. And I think has said things to the effect of like, I'm not really interested in working with Marvel Studios again because they didn't give me anything to work with. And I think he knew that people were not happy with this movie and happy like with his character in particular. And that's got to hurt.
1: And the other thing, as we're talking about like it just getting set up, like again, it's supposed to be a sequel, (laughs) Um, but it's not connecting very much with where we left off with Thor 1. And obviously, like, Avengers happen in between. But the last thing we know is we have, you know, Jane and Thor. And the Rainbow Bridge has been completely broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of know who the, the characters are. Like, his squad, Jane's squad. And then... I, I just feel like they start... They, one, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we fixed the Rainbow Bridge. Like, not a big deal. No worries there. Um, also, they start, like, kind of shipping Sif with Thor in this. Yeah. And I was like, when and why did that start happening?
0: I don't know.
1: Um, we I don't just... need to play with that. character. No, we don't.
0: That's fine. Also, like, I was, still am, upset that Taika Waititi just murked all of Thor's friends in the first 10 minutes of Thor Ragnarok. And I enjoy their presence, but they are barely even characters. Like, they exist... They
1: were in the first movie, I would say. They were better
0: in the first movie than this. In this movie, they just exist to, like, say a couple things to Thor and drive they him They did to... help
1: him get out yeah. with Loki. Which, that, that was one of my favorite scenes, was their escape from Asgard, probably.
0: That one was really good. I just feel like... My problem with how this movie treats Asgard and all of its residents is, like... (laughs) I call them residents. It's, like, Asgard's an apartment building. They, like, keep it at an arm's length. It's, like, we're gonna... Like, yeah, we're in Asgard and, like, all this shit is crazy, but we're gonna keep it, like, very bland. I don't know. It's just... I've always... I've kind of had that problem with MCU Asgard. Like, it seems it should be, like, this fantastical kind of place, but it's really just, like... I don't know. There's never anything going on there. The people don't seem that interesting. Like, give me, like, some in- insight into, like, Asgardian politics, or, like, if there's, like, an opposition, like, ruler to Odin or something. Like, make the Dark Elves have some connection to this. Like, otherwise, it's just, like, a place that Thor hangs out at sometime, and I have no connection or reason to care about it.
1: Also, apparently, the. Elves were using an Infinity Stone that kind of got, like, shoehorned in at the very last moment.
0: Yeah. The the ether, I think that's what they call it. Yeah, which turns out to be the Reality Stone. And I don't know... I mean, I do think that they had started planning to do, like, Infinity War
1: they have as to soon as Avengers came Guardians out. Guardians is coming. Right.
0: But this was weird. Because the power that the reality stone has has nothing to do with how the ether behaves in this movie.
1: Right, or yeah, it, like how Jane is being possessed by and it. And like, I know
0: that they acknowledge that in Endgame, like that's how they get the ether back is they go to the time when Jane has it in her body. But like, it it serves a completely different utility. It feels like they were like, oh shit, we need another stone. But then the post credit scene in this is like, very clearly cool. acknowledging that it's a stone. So I, I don't know. But I also know that there were some...
1: I mean, they never called the reality stone in this. Yeah.
0: I know. Yeah, that's Even true. Even in the post credit. I mean. And I know that there were some, like, last-minute extensive reshoots that had some pretty significant changes to the plot. So that could have been one of them.
1: Of this movie?
0: hmm
1: Why? Like, what do you mean?
0: When they did test shootings, people did not take a couple things well including uh Loki because he was supposed to die in this for real like they at actually, the part where he yeah they were actually going to kill Loki and apparently when they did the test screenings what people were not happy about it for one because the character is like gaining traction in the right. fan base and and he hasn't gone on a full arc people also just thought that it was fake they're like well he's obviously not dead it's loki like that wouldn't have killed him. <laughs> and like why would they would have killed loki that doesn't make any sense so they were like okay like, i
1: guess he's supposed to like sacrifice himself for thor but like
0: i forget who quoted it but they're basically saying that the audiences just rejected that they're like we wouldn't we can't do it because they wouldn't take it seriously and so the part with him impersonating odin that was added in reshoots which is unbelievable because that would that's like The only part of this movie that matters.
1: They would have had to get Anthony Hopkins back for the reshoots. Yeah.
0: Like, they must have known that they made a mistake. Because I'm sure when somebody suggested, oh, well, maybe we should have Loki be impersonating and take over the throne, they're like, why the fuck didn't we put that in the original script?
1: Is Loki seen again before
0: Ragnarok? No. Yeah, he's not. He was supposed to be in the weird dream nightmare sequence that thor has in age of ultron but he had scheduling conflicts or something
1: i forget about that existing
0: yeah a lot going on there but yeah so he disappears from the mcu for four years after this which is pretty crazy considering (laughs) you know how popular of a character he is and they've made right by him now but you know eight years later We open, well, so after we get this introduction by Odin about the Dark Elves and such, we first get, well, we already talked about Loki talking to Odin. He's being a dick to his mom, which, not cool, but you don't know what's going to come to you.
1: I mean, he's just trying to protect himself there, obviously.
0: And then we get a scene where we have Thor, Sif, and the Warriors Three all fighting somewhere in the woods and i just know like, like another I remember,
1: earth or not it's one of the nine like, realms yeah. i guess
0: and i forgot about this except for the part where he fights a guy that looks kind of like korg but doesn't speak um all the people that they're fighting look like mandalorian characters or something because they have they are not like futuristic looking but they have guns and rocket launchers and stuff and i'm like this is so strange And that's the kind of thing that they should have just committed more to. The the Dark Elves are so boring.
1: Yeah. Again, like, I keep thinking about Guardians and how different they do, like, space stuff.
0: Yeah. Between the two movies. When you were talking about Guardians earlier, I also wanted to chime in and just say, Guardians does a really good job of presenting space as this, like, the vast frontier that it is. Yeah,
1: and how it relates to Earth.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And, like... This feels like not we're not in space we're in like a like a different reality I guess right. or like like how they do it in Shang Chi like wherever the mom is from like that's in its like own
0: yeah it's it's world yeah it's an alternate reality kind of it's like in a portal but like
1: yeah that's what Asgard feels like mm-hmm.
0: yeah it doesn't feel like somewhere you can fly a ship to.
1: And I really don't feel like Earth is part of the Nine Realms because I don't feel like they're looking out for Earth ever.
0: No. No. Yeah, it just makes it feel like if there's only Nine Realms, somehow it feels... it makes space feel small, and yet Odin is supposed to be, like, the conqueror who, like, brought these Nine Realms under unified control or something, and he doesn't seem to know what's going on in most of them. But
1: then I also feel like on a flaw of Guardians, which I know we're getting ahead of ourselves by talking about Guardians... I feel like they never even mention Odin or the Nine Realms.
0: They don't, and yeah, we don't know like, because people on Earth didn't think that Asgard was real, despite being part of the Nine Realms. I guess so. I don't know how much exposure other residents of the galaxy ever have to these people. Yes, but if
1: Odin is like this
0: conqueror,
1: yeah, you would would think someone
0: someone has heard about him, right? Or or you no know,
1: not to go certain places cuz they're like that's part of odin's. Yeah.
0: Realm. Yeah, that's that's an issue.
1: Also are the nine realms just like nine planets? I
0: don't know. I don't that's what it feels like but that feels small. I I feel like it's unclear and I don't know if that's on purpose or not.
1: Yeah, our spaces like literally the 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 different space worlds were introduced to feel like they're different spaces literally and
0: and they, even when they have like the uh, it, um, what's it called the uh, the line alignment or whatever, yes, like it looks like portals above each other, not like planets lining up in a row. I'm like, what is going on?
1: Well, that that is what's happening.
0: I know, but like I don't know, it just something doesn't work for me there.
1: Well, that's introduced early on is this like gravitational thing where like. They are, like, kind of connected. And I think that's one of the coolest things they do in this movie. That was a cool moment. Um, and it comes back in a couple of different ways, obviously, at the end. And I thought that was all really good because it was kind of funny. But also, like, this is just kind of cool. Like, it's funny until science. Ian threw in
0: the car keys.
1: Yes, but then she found them. That's what's funny about great, it. Great, great moment. Um, and I just want to say thank you to Chris O'Dowd for his service in this film.
0: We salute you. You deserved better than this. But you were still a nice touch.
1: I don't know if he deserved better. I think he was just what we all needed from him.
0: I don't know what else Chris O'Dowd would do in a Marvel movie, but I like him and I want him to be like a recurring character. Like, yeah, if that he would popped be up funny. again and he's like, oh yeah, I work for S.W.O.R.D. now, and then he's hanging out with Jimmy Woo. I'm like, I don't need an explanation for that. Just like have him like working with Darcy for no reason. You know?
1: Oh, I thought you meant more yeah. as, like, a potential love interest. Oh, we we'll sh- that, too. Isn't Natalie Portman coming back for something?
0: Uh, Yeah, the next Thor. Yeah. That would be just competing. Thor's competing with Chris O'Dowd's romantic interest. I mean,
1: they, they can't be maintaining this relationship. Thor is mean, unwell.
0: I think that's going to be a... That's its own thing. They also, don't I, I assume that role. she
1: snapped.
0: Yeah, I would think so. What I was saying earlier about why I have a problem with how Asgard is presented, it just occurred to me, because I had another note, just saying that Asgard is a cool place, and it looks cool, and I like when we get the shots of the sweeping vistas and stuff. But And it's unfair to compare an hour, two-hour movie to a show like Game of Thrones or something. But any any property where we have a town or a city that we are intimately involved in it would just, it would, it would help me like care so much more. And especially like when it gets blown up in Ragnarok, like all you see of Asgard is the throne and the palace. And this, it, I like how it's like you have all this old architecture and stuff. And then like, when we see the jail cell that Loki's in, it's like really futuristic looking. And I'm like, just give me some personality from this place. It's like, Oh, like, Here's, like, a pub that, like, Thor and his friends go to and, like, give us, like, side characters that, like, pop up again between these movies. And it's just, Besides, like...
1: Besides, uh, what's his name?
0: Um, what, one of the buddies?
1: No, um, Idris Elba. Oh,
0: Idris Elba, yeah. And give Idris Elvis some more to do. I just think you could spend an entire movie in Asgard... And have it be, like, super interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they feel like they have to keep going off of Asgard. It's maybe just too overwhelming of a concept. But, like, yeah, you're right. It's really beautiful. (laughs) The
0: CG budget's not enough.
1: (laughs) But I do think there's... What you're asking for is, like, not what we're going to get from Asgard as, like, the palace planet. Like, there is no going to the pub. Like, they live in the palace. They have palace feasts. Like, I feel like, even though it's... More sophisticated than Earth, it's like the Middle Ages for Earth. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's like what they wanted to get across in these movies. And I guess that was introduced with the Kenneth
0: Brown. Brown yeah, I just, I guess, yeah. I don't know what I would have wanted specifically. I just think making it more of a place, you know, making it like a character was a missed opportunity. Like, how, we've
1: always think, said that. Uh, Asgard is the seventh adventure. <laughs>
0: uh, that's a quote from the world's number one Thor: The Dark World fan, who we have not identified yet.
1: <laughs> um, I just the beginning. It's like kind of annoying, like Odin's not really listening to Thor about stuff. Um loki is being like super unlikable like you said he's being like really mean to his mom um and he doesn't like he's not taking any accountability for his actions he i don't know if he truly believes that he was like in the right or he just wants to like die on that hill like he's like i was promised a throne so i took one and i don't see what the problem is
0: i kind of think that at the beginning of this movie he is serious Because this is, like...
1: But he wasn't really promised a throne just because he's, like, a little prince.
0: I guess he knows he's wrong, but I also don't think at this point that he feels particularly much remorse about what he did in Avengers. Because this is, like... He just
1: is so entitled. This
0: is prime shithead Loki. The first half of this movie is, like, the worst. Because he's already done all the bad shit, and now he's, like, doubling down.
1: Well, right. I don't even mind him, like, doubling down and, like, not... Like, being like, I'm, no, I'm not going to apologize, but for him to be like, I deserve to have Earth under my control. And saying that even to, like, Odin, I'm like, but you, no one said you could do that.
0: Yeah, that's just <laughs> him throwing a temper tantrum, yeah. I think. And it's just that resentment for Thor coming out again.
1: Also, like, I forgot that the mom is, like, projecting and, like, I think that's a really good thing that they do in Loki is mention how the mom is the one that taught Loki how to do magic. Yeah, I like that. And I don't know if we we get enough of that or talk about it
0: enough. It's just, like, one of those things that they decided later, I guess.
1: I think you're right. This movie would have been so much more interesting if it had pretty much just stayed on Asgard. Like, maybe gone back to Earth like they did to get Jane, like, if they wanted her to be part of this yeah. movie, which clearly they did. um. But then come back to Asgard and stay on Asgard. And maybe instead of, like, leaving to go to the Dark World or whatever, the Elf World, they had gone somewhere else in Asgard to, like, hide out.
0: Yeah, but no, we have to go to fucking Svartalheim, which is just... I'm great. sorry, bless you. <laughs> I think that's how, I think that's what it's called, Svartalheim? <laughs> I'm butchering that. Yes, the dark world, which is dark. It's like six different... It's not quite 50. It's like six different shades of gray and like a barren field. I'm like, this is where we're going to have our climactic... I know that's like the fight actually takes place on Earth and other realms, but it is the most boring landscape I could possibly imagine. I was like, who okayed this? It's just a bunch of rocks.
1: I mean, I guess we really only get one short
0: scene there. Yeah, but like... That was part of the reason why I'm like, we're going to have Loki die here. Right. Like, just on a bunch of pebbles.
1: And I think, I mean, I get that they needed the mom's death to be, like, what brought them together to work together, but it would have been cool to get a little bit more with the mom, and maybe that she even helped with the escape of Loki as, like, a last kind of gesture to try and redeem Loki. Um, I think it makes sense that she died, and I don't... I'm not even saying, like, that shouldn't have happened, like, and I think they handled that pretty well, and, like, the whole Loki...
0: That was one of the better parts of of the movie.
1: Um, And and that actress is, like, really lovely, but I do think, in your version of keeping it kind of more local, we could have gotten something, like, maybe that's how she died was, like, helping Loki.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just... Or something.
1: I I don't know what that would have looked like exactly, but...
0: Yeah. And again, like... Everything about the Dark Elves just does not impress me. The only thing that I liked was that one of the guys, when the Dark Elves invade Asgard, they have, like, guns that appear to shoot black holes or something. Yeah. That was cool. Unclear. But, like, what are we... What? <laughs> I just don't... But that,
1: see, that, I think, was the... I thought that was, like, the reality stone magic because it's red and, like, he... Yeah, but
0: they didn't have it because Jane had still had things. it. They had things.
1: Yeah, but then he also put something inside of that dude to make him like big and strong. That was red. Like he, put, I thought that like, was just like dark elf magic.
0: But like well, again, see, it
1: might have just been that. Yeah,
0: but like we get no explanation, and
1: we got a lot of red stuff happening. We
0: do. It's just like there's no lore. There's nothing remotely interesting happening with these guys, and I know I said it when we were watching it, but. This was written by, uh, what are their, I only know them as Marcus and McFeely. Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, who are pretty prolific MCU writers. They wrote all three Captain Americas, and they wrote Infinity War and Endgame. And somehow they also wrote this.
1: I'm not going to blame them. I don't think there was a lot of direction for this movie at all. Like I don't think they knew where they were going to go with Thor. I think you're right. And I think it's a challenge to write Thor because he's... He's bigger, like, literally, than all of them. Like, yeah, they
0: may have not been the right choice for this. You yeah, know, maybe. I mean, This corner of the MCU. Like, Captain America is just a very different vibe. Yeah. It's hard to translate. When they're trying to do this Shakespeare thing, but they're not the ones, like... They're not the experts in Shakespearean writing. Right. It just comes off kind of weird.
1: When they can only take the Shakespeare thing so far, if they want to make him realistic yeah. and grounded like they do with the rest of the...
0: Yeah. It may have been like a mistake doing that from the start. But, you know, they found their footing. It just took a while. We weren't yeah. quite there yet.
1: I think they realized that they needed to go with more
0: humor than than drama mm-hmm. with the Thor stuff. Yeah. They <laughs> realized how good Chris Hemsworth was at it. Not to say that he's not good at the dramatic stuff either, but because the comedic moments like, do so well and are highlights of the movies.
1: But they introduced magic in this movie, and I think that was a... They should have used that more. Yeah. Like, that could have been what was driving... Or making the plot interesting, like, making the action interesting was using more magic.
0: The action in this movie is not great, and I think part of that is lack of, like... Magic would have been super cool. But also just, like, there's not a lot interesting going on And Thor seems so weak in hindsight in these movies, especially after Ragnarok. Like what we see him do at the end of Ragnarok and Infinity War, not only are they more creative with how he uses his weapons, but he doesn't use lightning in this movie hardly at all. I know he hits Malekith in the face with like a little zap, but otherwise he's just hitting people with his hammer. Right. And it just seems so like, I know you're better than this.
1: Or they, they should have done a better job of like how powerful the elves are, which that they're interesting. Even though you're right that we're not getting very much of them, like when they come in with like their invisible ship, which is basically where I am in my notes. And Hamdall has a great moment of like seeing it and like, well, he sees the smaller one. He's like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> and like does that huge jump with his sword, but um,
0: yeah, pretty badass.
1: Like that's really cool. Them invading Asgard is a pretty cool scene. Yeah, I,
0: I like that. Um.
1: And, like, we get a lot going on there, but, like, I think that's what we're saying should have been the crux of this movie, is mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And then, like, Thor's whole thing is, like, well, we don't want anything to happen to Asgard, so we gotta take it out of here. And it's, like, are you saying that, or is, like, the movie plot saying feels it? like the plot is saying it. Because I don't believe that at this point they knew that they were gonna do Ragnarok and that they were gonna fucking blow up Asgard.
0: They because... absolutely did not i yeah that was
1: a lot and there's just there's just no way that they would have i think done this movie had they planned out the thor trilogy it would have been
0: very different
1: which in some ways it's kind of good they didn't plan out because i don't think they would have thought to do ragnarok at the beginning
0: they ragnarok was in the cards for a long time because they announced it in like i don't know 2014 2015 or something but it was not the way that it was planned. I think it would have been... Well, right. It
1: might have still been, like, the Ragnarok story, but I just mean, like, what we actually have right. as a movie.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't... I don't think they planned to do any of the Sakaar-Hulk stuff. It would have just been strictly about... Hela. Yeah, and Surtur, and... Yeah.
1: Which, I'm not even saying that would have been a bad thing, because I have my own thoughts on Thor Ragnarok.
0: Right, but still different. I for, I did forget about... uh. Eric Selvig being naked at Stonehenge, which is <laughs> a great... Selvig in this movie is so funny because he's just like... He's in a state, obviously. I feel obviously. so bad
1: for him, and I guess this is just like a direct response to like... Getting
0: mind-controlled by Loki.
1: Yeah, but like, how come Clint's not having more issues? Because he's like a soldier, like he knows how to Yeah, like...
0: and I think even like... I don't know. Maybe it was because Selvig had been like a theorist of all this stuff for so long and he was like not only is it true but like it's even like wilder than i imagined and it kind of broke my brain like even without the literally being mind controlled by loki part he also i think he would have been a little out of sorts just after knowing that all this stuff is out there and he's just like stuck right on earth
1: <laughs> and he kind of feels crazy because he's like i i thought all of this but
0: yeah and now it's, like, I feel like... Like, it's what's kind real of, and what's not. Yeah. And it's, like, come and gone. Like, all the aliens and stuff. And it's, like, now what am I supposed to do? Which yeah. I feel like some other movies deal with that. And like he kind of, like, missed
1: it. Like, yeah. he missed out on it because he was, like, not really a part of it. Right. I mean, he was, but wasn't the real him. I do... I like all of the the bits of earth that we're getting at the beginning, like those little things like where we cut back to like Chris O'Dowd or like we cut back to Darcy and the new intern getting him out of the insane asylum. (laughs) Like, I think that's all kind of funny and light and a good, um, A good, like, foil to what's happening on Asgard, I guess. I do,
0: too. And, like, when we watched WandaVision, I was like, oh, man, I fucking hated Kat Denning's character. And now, like, on a rewatch, I'm like, she's not that bad. It's like, it can be a bit much sometimes, but I think they uh, were really going for all the comic relief being with the humans in this movie, which could kind of be to a fault. But I liked it, too. And I liked showing that, like, Jane's still doing her thing and the fact that, like, they addressed the relationship and, like, why Thor hadn't been there and stuff. Because, uh, it's hard to have a long-distance relationship with someone that is not on Earth.
1: Um, but, yeah, so I'm at, like, the attack on Asgard in general.
0: Yeah, and you're right. This is a cool moment, and I wish we would have had, like, more of a reason to know, like, what made the Dark Elves so intimidating. But just seeing their force is pretty impressive in its own right and
1: i also like these boat ships that we get yeah they look I like, like boats too. but they like fly like that's what protects asgard yeah they're like, very fun. fun
0: yeah I, I, I like how they yeah we, we get like some cool moments like where they're yeah they're kind of like kind of like windsurfing like on the the yes. waters of asgard which is pretty cool <laughs>
1: The other kind of, like, general note, but it comes up specifically, like, here and earlier in the movie, part of this movie feels like a horror movie.
0: Which part is that?
1: Um, well, obviously the part where Jane gets, like, infected by this what, I guess the stone or whatever. The ether. The ether. Um, and then they're wearing these, like, weird masks, mm. the elves, and, like, they're coming out of the ship in those masks, and, like... The part where Jane is, like, walking to get to the void where she finds the ether, which is, I know, earlier in the movie, but, like, all that stuff combined just, like, kind of felt horror movie-esque. It is.
0: It's, like, otherworldly horror. Maybe they should have leaned into that for the Dark Elves. Like, make them really scary. Yeah. Because I, d- I do like the character design. I think those masks are cool.
1: I It didn't feel like it fit, though. I didn't, like, no, why? Why, why like... are they wearing masks? We know that they're the elves.
0: <laughs> I gotta say, though, I, I, can, I can shit on the Dark Elves all day. I've been doing it for half an hour now. But the fact that they made them speak in another language, bold move. I respect it. Like, having them, like, speak this Dark Elf language, whether it was, like, a good choice, because I feel like it, it made them harder to, like, humanize, well, you know, not really humanize, but make us empathize with these characters, not that they made an effort anyway, I just thought it was cool. I don't think it's weird. I don't think it's weird but we don't, there's like not many other alien races in the MCU that don't speak English. Because after Guardians, it's just kind of like everybody's got a translator.
1: Yeah. But like they still are like doing other languages.
0: Right. But, I don't know. I just, I liked that they went with that as part of their direction for the Dark Elves, but kind of gets bogged down by all the other stuff.
1: I also love that Is it Frigga? Yeah. Frigga can fight. Yeah. And that was a cool scene
0: right there. She she had a really badass moment. Because I forgot that she did the hologram, well, not hologram, the illusion of Jane Foster.
1: I know. I forgot that, too. Because
0: I was like, oh, how's Jane going to get out of this one? Oh. Yeah. I mean, Frigga's really cool. And it made me very upset that Loki was like, I mean, Loki wasn't trying to get Frigga killed. But, like, maybe don't try to get anybody killed. When your enemies are invading Asgard, you dick.
1: He's got nothing to lose, but he did.
0: I mean, the in the moment after that, because I think a lot of people praise Frigga's funeral as like one of the best scenes in this movie, which it is like really beautiful and like they they have like the boat that they send like over the waterfall, and it's like very touching. And I actually do I really like the score for this movie. I, I was saying that while we were watching it. Um, there was like one track that stuck out to me that I think was used in that scene and they may have played it again during the credits. But when we see Loki in the cell after that and he drops the illusion and he's all disheveled yeah. and he's
1: like everything's cool broken moment. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I mean the but I, I said this a couple of times, like the best part of this movie is this, but the real best part of this movie is the team up of Thor and Loki. Um and like I said earlier, like I really do enjoy the scene of them getting off of Asgard and the Thor's friends helping them and they all like have this different role to play. Um I start to ship Sif and Loki here. I and I think that's like kind of carried through into like Loki too a, a well,
0: little that's, bit. That's like the next time we see Sif is when she's <laughs> slapping and kneeing Loki in the crotch in his show. Um Love
1: and that. then we get maybe the most wasted cameo ever. Chris Evans comes into this movie just to be, like, low-key pretending to be Captain America. So funny, though. I
0: love that. It is
1: really funny. I'm like, if you could have gotten Chris Evans to do something for this movie, like, you're just going to have that, like... I guess at this point, like, um, Captain America is not exactly, like, what we get later on, so he's, like...
0: It it's also, not that
1: big of a deal to see Chris Evans in this. It also,
0: like, wouldn't really make sense for Captain America to be involved no, in this No, not story. at all. But so, it's, like,
1: whenever um, Robert Downey Jr. would show up in a movie, it was, like, a big deal. Yeah. Like, they I, didn't waste those opportunities. I
0: feel like this was just kind of, like, a flex to be, like, see? look what we can do. We're in the MCU, maybe. Yeah, also,
1: don't forget, this is part of this other <laughs> series.
0: And, uh, <laughs> I mean, look, Zachary Levi being one of Thor's buddies, like, that is crazy. The fact that he is now, like, his own, I feel like this was a small part for him then, and it was really. Very... I what mean, what was
1: he, what was well, his main Well, I mean, thing? I guess
0: not, because he, he had done Chuck, right? I think that was him. And I, I know that that had ended a couple of years earlier.
1: But that's I a very think. different, like, ball game. I know,
0: and yeah, that, that ended the year before. And I know it was, it was TV and stuff, and, He voiced Flynn Rider in Tangled. Uh, So maybe not, but, you know, they, and he was like the recast choice. He didn't play him in the first Thor, which makes it even weirder. And then he came back for Thor Ragnarok (laughs) for 30 seconds. I just find that very funny because I'm I'm happy for, I like, I like Zachary Levi and I like to miss Shazam. So I'm glad he is getting more to do with his acting now. I'm kind of, I'm hopping ahead a little bit with this note, but when Thor is fighting Malekith towards the end of the movie, there's a really awesome moment where he throws Mjolnir, Mew at Malekith.
1: What? You know, what was ta- that?
0: Mew Mew. That's what uh, Darcy calls Mjolnir. She the says it in this. Hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Mew Mew. Um, he throws it at Malekith and it misses. And you see it, it goes through the portal, I think. And it lands back on Earth, and then the portal closes, and you get a shot of Mjolnir flying off Earth. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's, like, catching on fire as it goes back. And when you were talking earlier about how those feel like different dimensions and not in space, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, it can literally Uh just travel whatever, how many million... Yeah,
1: like, you could technically call it from another planet.
0: Yeah. And I do wonder... uh, You know, it doesn't seem that fast sometimes when he calls it in other movies.
1: (laughs) So, you know, it does what it wants.
0: And this Thor does not seem as capable as he does later of fighting without it. So.
1: Um, Also, we get, this is not really about what you were talking about, but we get Loki fighting. And you said when we watched Loki that we never see Loki fight. And you were wrong.
0: Did I really say that?
1: You said something about like Loki, like Loki not really being like fighting. You you talked about him fighting. Well, in... Loki was
0: bad at fighting in his show, but I get I might have. I think he fights a little bit in Ragnarok.
1: A but little he, bit. He fights.
0: Well, he doesn't really fight in Avengers like hand to hand.
1: Yeah, he doesn't. We bit. see him doing hand to hand in this, and uh, he's good.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um,
1: I mean, he's fine. Like.
0: Look, in He holds his own. Do fairness to me, I do say I forget this movie. So <laughs>
1: I mean I don't remember like exactly what you the point you were making in the show, Loki, but I just remember being like, I don't know about that.
0: Yeah. Well, and it
1: had to do something with Loki, like doing I'll give you that. Fight. I'll give you that. Or you were kind of like, Why are they showing him like fighting? He doesn't normally fight. Like that's not what he normally does is like hand to hand fighting. Hmm. I think is what you were
0: saying. That's probably right. Well, <laughs> well, uh, he was certainly better at fighting than this cuz in Loki he gets his ass kicked by a guy with a vacuum cleaner in a Walmart. So times have changed for our boy. <laughs> Let's talk about yeah, the sequence where uh Loki and Thor go to get the the ether. Yeah, you know, they they confront Malekith cuz uh I I like this The whole scene where Loki cuts off Thor's hand is like, I liked that sequence a lot. I thought it was pretty, pretty bold.
1: They don't make it seem like it's the plan to have them start fighting because it's very natural that they're already like bickering when we cut back to them.
0: And like, do you think they told Jane about this plan? Because she seems genuinely distraught. And wasn't she like, she was passed out on the ship.
1: She did not know. Yeah. (laughs) She did not know about the plan. Um, And I like that Loki got to kill Malachi
0: yeah yeah he he needed that moment
1: and like this death scene was very sad for thor and like thor's being such a sweet bro and i'm like loki stop hating thor he loves you
0: i mean and it's like brutal because like yeah loki did sacrifice himself to like help this fight but then you're gonna like ish yeah kind of he
1: didn't (laughs) he survived
0: well i mean like yes So he has, like, this small moment of redemption, if you don't think about it as just being, like, a means to an end to replace Odin on the throne. But then he, like, undoes all his goodwill by (laughs) making his brother think he died and going through all that trauma. Just to be like, psych!
1: Like, my main goal is still to rule a world. Nothing
0: has changed as long as I'm sitting on a throne.
1: And I still, like, resent you for no reason. Thor has not given Loki enough reason to be...
0: I agree. Mean. I agree. I think he's just... He's got to take all this rage out on one person. That's the one line that anybody remembers from this movie is Loki being like, trust my rage.
1: Mm.
0: Also, the scene where... Uh, just a complete non sequitur, where Thor rides the underground. Love that.
1: Yeah, that's funny. How do I get that's to Greenwich? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, so the where they are for that scene, that's like the elf land right yeah why would they bury the thing that they are most looking for in their own land he's like hide this where they can't find it and he's like i know where to put this i'll just bury it like in their land but like just underground a bit it doesn't make any sense
0: there's there's not uh let's say there's seven other realms where this could go please
1: Eight. There's nine realms altogether. I wasn't
0: counting Asgard in that. But, uh, <laughs> yes. Mistakes were made. And it's kind of like how they, they address the questionable idea of bringing the reality stone to the Collector at the end of this movie when they talk about it in Infinity War, I think. And they're like, what kind of idiot would bring it to the Collector for safekeeping? And Thor's like, uh, a really smart person would. <laughs> so... Uh, that makes me think odin would say the same thing if asked about this
1: i also forgot that they revealed so early on in the movie though that loki survives cuz i thought you were supposed to believe that until like like a post credit scene or like the very end well, but we they showed the him guy. giving up yeah, yeah i, I for- mean he's like doesn't look like loki but you know right
0: yeah i forgot about that too i thought it was a bit more sneaky
1: yeah i thought it was a bit more of a reveal um because I, I remember watching Thor Ragnarok and, well, obviously I had forgotten about Thor 2 slash maybe hadn't seen it and was like, wait, what's happening? Like, how did Loki get here? Yeah. But that that's also just, I think, not really remembering. Um, we had this complaint, what I'm about to say, for another movie. It might have been Spider-Man. <laughs> Far from home. But um, no one ever, like, mentioned or refers to that time where an alien ship lands in Greenwich. And that being, like, a big deal for the world right after what happened
0: in New York. This is where, like, you start to have trouble when these cosmic characters interact with Earth. Because you got... Yeah. Like, this would be a big deal. You'd think people were talking about it. But we also have that problem in Guardians of the Galaxy 2... When ego is like, I'm going to take over the world. And you start to get this giant goop that's taking over everything, which we see, like, do significant damage.
1: Yeah, that poor Dairy Queen.
0: Never talked about again. But Department of Damage Control is coming and clean it up? They swept it up and, I think what, sent it into space? They're
1: colluding with Men in Black and doing some memory flashbulbs.
0: They probably are. You know they got that technology. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it starts to really, like, <laughs> become... A bit much when you think about all this shit happening. Like, when it's such a big deal that, yeah, New York, half of New York gets, I would say, blown up. But, like, they recovered quickly. You'd think this other stuff would start to add up as well, but...
1: Right. I mean, I guess give a we shit don't about get London. any deaths, presumably. Yeah. Um, and they, they decide not to deal with the aftermath of stuff until Avengers 2.
0: Yeah, I mean... Yeah, they didn't, uh, di- you know, if they had taken the MCU in a different direction then New York being such, like, a crisis may have not even been a story factor. But that started being a thing around that time where people were like, well, why are we having all these fights and there's never any consequences? Which is why they did it in Batman versus Superman as right. well.
1: I mean, people keep referencing New York, like, what happened in New York, but yeah. even before that, and then, like, the shows, it comes up a lot. Right. Because it's like the first time the public is like I guess aware of superheroes in such a big way.
0: Right. Um, yeah, very in your face. You have no choice but to acknowledge it anymore.
1: Um, but this this last fight I think is is cool. It's it's just not like earned. I guess is what we're saying. Right. Um, overall, in this movie, like this movie doesn't earn like the stuff that it does. But I do think this is a pretty pretty good fight. Like I love the falling between worlds thing. Like that oh, is yeah. super cool and like makes the fight really interesting
0: no it's pretty awesome yeah i i do enjoy that it's yeah it's just like i'm not particularly invested in why thor's gonna kick this guy's ass maybe a bit more like after he thinks loki is dead but still but yeah they they made that cool makes up for like what i was saying about thor just hitting people with his hammer still kind of but yeah doing it while following through portals to different dimensions
1: yeah um, I and I do feel like this convergence thing is kind of like what Mysterio was bullshitting about because you actually see the elements in those three in the, like the the portals. The por- like yeah. you see fire, and then you see like some of the different elements. I'm like, I feel like Mysterio was like using something to base like his yeah. theory. Yeah, I off mean, because there's
0: like the there is like the frost giant world, which is one of them. I forget what the name is, and then there there is a fire one. Um, I think the God of War game you can go to the, I forget what it's called but yeah it's just like,
1: like you just kind of see it in the portal like yeah. it doesn't come into the fight really but
0: and there is like hell exists H-E-L which is like different from H-E-L-L yeah so maybe that was one of them that could have been the fire one I guess and anytime a villain gets killed by a spaceship dropping on them you know, gets a thumbs up from me
1: not sure how that was enough to kill him if Thor literally broke him into pieces or broke the thing into pieces and it just, like, came back together.
0: (laughs) I don't think they knew, like, what the ether was, really. They definitely did not. It became more and more clear as we watched it. that, Yeah.
1: I, when I said the thing about, like, this is happening in Greenwich and, like, no one ever refers to it again, I was saying it was similar to Far From Home. And... And again, I think that was like kind of my problem with this movie in a similar way to that movie is like it's just too big and it doesn't affect anyone outside of this movie. Like it's so insular, but it's so big. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Like this is just for the sake of doing this movie and it's not going to affect anything beyond this. Makes it not. That's why we don't want to remember, or not don't want to. But that's why we don't remember yeah, it because it doesn't mean anything. You're telling us that this movie doesn't mean anything. Yeah, because it's being resolved.
0: They never bothered to tie anything back except for the reality stone and.
1: And I mean, just you know, going down that train of thought, I think that's the same reason why I don't really like Iron Man three very much. I'm like, this movie has no stakes outside of this movie. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I think that's fair. I mean, look, like even. Like, obviously, Far From Home was on a way bigger scale than Homecoming was, but even if you think about that, (laughs) like... uh, Homecoming connected, though. Well, yeah, but I'm just thinking, like, in terms of MCU world building and maybe, like, threat response, a fucking hijacked plane crashing in New York City? Oh, yeah. Into Coney Island. Like, come on. Like, that is... Yeah, I didn't bring that up as a thing. Like, maybe, like the escalation of things has made uh the federal government rethink its priorities but but i will
1: say that's like a non-passenger plane on a beach where there was nobody nobody there killed
0: but like still like like this is in the
1: middle of greenwich village
0: (laughs) wait no not greenwich village greenwich just greenwich sorry (laughs) no we're not in new york
1: (laughs) sorry sorry
0: that would have made more sense
1: um like in the middle of a university. I felt like we were in a hulk again.
0: <laughs> also, they just I know that's fine. No, I know, but like they just have a knack for like picking the most boring locales for this stuff. They have this whole all the sciency stuff happen in like
1: In Albuquerque. I thought that well, was great.
0: No. Well, no, in this movie, <laughs> oh. like uh, a back lot with a bunch of shipping containers and then they have a fight like in an empty college courtyard. I just thought, like, between that and the dark elf world, I'm like, this is the most boring. Like, let's have some, like, what's our imagination levels at? This is a Thor movie. Go crazy.
1: Yeah, also, like.
0: And I know that they had the portals to fight through, but still.
1: If this happened, Iron Man would be flying there in a minute to help out.
0: So that's, that, so that and all the other stuff that we've talked about, like, why we don't hear about this. I have to, like, remind myself that that's just, like, how it is.
1: Like They're and not doing anything right now. It's
0: really hard to like justify that in-universe because it's like you got to save it for the crossover movie. But like,
1: where's Fury? Every
0: movie or show set on Earth, there's no reason for people to not be involved. Like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where's everybody else? Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Or- yeah, okay. <laughs> Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Nobody's there. Shit's falling out of the sky and Hydra is taking over. Where's I feel like yeah. they
1: do connect Winter Soldier with... Isn't that the one where they have the council?
0: Well, yeah, but, like, no other heroes show up. That's what Black I'm saying.
1: Widow's there.
0: But, like, this is, like, a big threat. Like, there's no reason that Iron Man wouldn't show up for that. And
1: Fury's, like, in that, and he's, like, running things.
0: Yeah. But, like, that's true. WandaVision, though, where's Doctor Strange? Like, it can... There's always gonna be a reason for someone right. to show up. And then you wonder why they don't. It's just because, well, (laughs) wait for the next, like, marquee, like, crossover Avengers movie. But sometimes
1: they even have, like, a one-off line to explain it. They're like,
0: oh. I appreciate when they do that, but I guess sometimes it's just not feasible. Even though
1: it's, like, kind of weak, it's like, at least they're, like, addressing the fact that they're not here.
0: And I think the way that I justified it for, um, what was the most recent one that we talked about where that was a problem? Well, I don't remember what episode it was. I don't even remember if it was on an episode. We could have just been talking. But it was about why nobody or why, why Hawkeye didn't come to help or Ant-Man didn't come to help in Infinity Oh, War. yeah, I
1: was asking that question. I think it was on the podcast, but...
0: And so the same justification to myself is that the amount of time that Thor and Malekith were fighting in Greenwich was so short, like, in real time that people on Earth would have seen it happening. But... The amount of time that it would have taken for any of the heroes to get there and help, the fight probably would have been over. Well, that's
1: why I said specifically Iron Man, because I feel like he would have just could, zipped he could fly over, over there. there. Yeah.
0: But, like, it's even, like, how how long does it take to hear about that? Which is another problem in and of, in and of itself. You would think S.H.I.E.L.D. would be on top of it, but...
1: Well, no, because this is, like, happening... This has nothing to do with the U.S. Or not the U.S., the, the Earth.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Either way, though, it's just, like, I think it's just Although, Darcy
1: tries to call S.H.I.E.L.D. and they're not responding.
0: I feel like it's just, this is just a casualty of being in the MCU.
1: Now, to to give it some leeway, what is, I guess, where are we real time with what's happening on Earth? Like, are we having, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. getting, like, blown up right now?
0: No, that happens later.
1: But like, could it theoretically be at the same time?
0: I guess it could be, but I feel like because the... like
1: that could be like yeah, they're occupied. Like they've see, got their shit. I own don't think so
0: because I think the beginning of this establishes that it's very soon after Avengers. Two years. Really? Oh no, I'm sorry.
1: It's two years since
0: Thor, and she's like, "You were just in
1: New York a couple months ago." So it's two years since.
0: Me. Okay, so it's kind of real time. No, I don't think S.H.I.E.L.D.'s being blown up yet, because when we see Cap again in The Winter Soldier, I think it establishes that it's been a couple of years since Avengers. Okay. And this one seems pretty instant. So it takes place in that gap. But you could argue that S.H.I.E.L.D. is preoccupied dealing with the cleanup and all that still. We yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Or you could just take a Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as canon, and they've got a bunch of other shit going on. and that. Mm, I don't actually remember. I think that does tie in. What to does Thor I'm in the sorry? Dark World, Agents of Shield? I think there's an episode where they go to Greenwich and have to like, like clean after, up, yeah. yeah, which is something that they abandoned <laughs> after the first season or two. But they're
1: like, we can't keep up with all of these.
0: Absolutely not. But Sif was in that. I forgot.
1: Weird. Yeah. All right, I'm in the aftermath. Like what what they're setting up from here?
0: Mm-hmm. Is that where you are? Yeah.
1: Loki does a really good impression of Odin.
0: He does. And were you like, he's been practicing this? I think you said something like, he's been rehearsing. Or maybe he just does a really good job.
1: Yeah. And I also really like that Thor doesn't want to be king. And I think that's a really good consistent thing that they keep. Like, that's a good arc for Thor. Because, like, that's all he cares about in the first movie. And then after that, he realizes that's not what he wants. And then that's, like, a huge thing in Endgame, too, that he... Doesn't want to take over this, like, new Asgard that they're making in, uh, Norway.
0: I mean, like, the closest we... <laughs> yeah. I... Yeah. So goofy. Like, calling it new Asgard. Yeah. Also, um,
1: like, you have to be in space. Like, it's just lame to be in... Technically, Earth, Earth. is in space. Yes, I <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for explaining that.
0: Um, yeah, like, the closest we get to King Thor is at the end of Ragnarok. He's kind of like, yeah. I, no, I,
1: it's Queen Tessa Thompson.
0: Not yet. At the end of Ragnarok, he's in, like, the throne, which is, like, the sh- like, uh, pilot ship. And yeah. he's kind of like, he's like the de facto one. Everyone's, like, looking to him, and he's like,
1: all right. Put Hamdall in charge. It, oh, it, wait.
0: It Last, he it, it has in Infinity War, oh. and, you know, King Thor lasts all two minutes before they get fucking wrecked by Thanos, so we never saw, like, if he was left to his own devices for longer than that, if he would have continued down that path or what because then yeah you know he's massively depressed but i i do think him not wanting to be in that role is like a really good choice for the character
1: um is the infinity stone thing a post credit scene or is it just at the end of the movie
0: it's a post credit scene okay it's like the mid credit scene
1: yeah is this the first time the word infinity stone has ever been uttered i think yes
0: that's a really good question
1: trivia but I think it is I think it's the first time they use the word infinity stone
0: I'm wondering if they have well yeah uh, Thanos doesn't say it at the end of Avengers he doesn't say anything I don't know if Thanos is like guy his right hand man says it i don't think he does because nobody knows what it is yeah they just call it the tesseract or the cube you're probably right because yeah now they're they're really like setting up the the pieces for the infinity saga
1: yeah and then i was just asking questions to myself like when did they get the stone is this from the elves but i guess you already explained excuse me that you already explained that that it's um part of the ether yeah. Which I'm like fine with that. That like makes sense. I just don't know why it had to be the reality stone because you're right. Like they don't show it being the reality stone.
0: I think they did a bit of shuffling and it's not only for this, it was also for the mind stone being in the staff. And it's like the mind stone is yellow, but the staff was blue. I think that was kind of retroactively. Oh, made that's a thing.
1: super confusing. I still get confused about that every time we watch. I'm yeah. like, wait, which stone is this?
0: I mean, you know, if it was just like they fucked up the colors, but I mean that's if they really did have to like kind of shoehorn it in, then that was like really clever. Cause it, it makes a lot of sense.
1: Because it does like the teleporting thing. Yeah,
0: yet. and the mind control. Like, yeah, of course it's the mind stone, but <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry, I was, I was
1: thinking space <laughs> <laughs> See? Um Okay, so we get the collector. Yeah. And again, maybe they didn't know what they were doing yet, but I was kind of questioning and I think you were too. We talked a little bit about it at the time. Like, was he collecting the stones for himself or was he always kind of working for Thanos, but then was going to double cross him? Like, he says one down, five to go.
0: Yeah. I don't... It's five. I don't think he was ever working for Thanos because Thanos kicked his ass getting the reality stone in Infinity War. I don't... I think he's just, like, this maniacal hoarder. I think that's all it is to it. And he just wants to have this... And there's just,
1: like, a lore about them.
0: He probably isn't
1: even going to use, like...
0: I don't even think he would know how. I think it's just an object of massive power. And obviously he knows a lot about them, because in Guardians he, like, gives the rundown on the Power Stone. Right. But yeah, I, I think he literally... I think it's a bad
1: call on Asgard to trust him.
0: Oh, well, they say as much in Infinity War, and they are right. I think, um, I forget who says it, though. It must have been, like, Star-Lord.
1: Oh. It's like,
0: why the hell would you do that? (laughs) Did you know that, uh, I think it is canon now that the Collector's brother is jeff goldblum's character from thor ragnarok
1: wait really oh that makes so much sense i did not know that i love that
0: they both have like the blue mark yeah their
1: oh i love that <laughs> oh that's so funny it makes so much sense too they're both so weird and eccentric yes <laughs> but like both powerful in their own way the collector is like a really interesting character that i wish we got him more than just like couple of post-credit scenes i guess he's in guardians but
0: oh. they, they threw him in what if for one of the episodes which is cool but i agree i mean you get an actor like benicio del toro like give him a bit more to do and It yeah. ended up just being a side role but even then like when he pops up in infinity war he has like so much personality even like as the illusion like version the of version, himself yeah.
1: yeah oh if i wish we had known that he was they were brothers and he showed up in Thor Ragnarok somehow I
0: think I don't know like where that was stated it was probably just like some like interview where someone was like oh yeah like they're probably related and then like this like, is from yeah, the MCU wiki idea. they could be extrapolating from like some throwaway comment but it's whatever a, I think that's fun I agree
1: what, well, then, what was the the uh, last scene? Because I didn't have any notes on it. The last
0: scene was just like Thor coming back to oh, Jane. And, like a
1: makeout sesh.
0: Yeah, and then a monster that was like teleported through one of the portals is just like running so around alive. Yeah, yeah. like is where that they found what the gravity was in thing.
1: shield? Agents of Shield. <laughs>
0: I don't. I don't even think so. I. I don't think that's what should have been used. I agree. I don't think the the crossover was that <laughs> impressive. They were they were struggling. That's season one, Agents of Shield. You know, not their not their finest hour.
1: And then Thor will return.
0: Thor will return. He will, and he'll have a weird side quest, and we'll talk about that when we get to Age of Ultron, which will be pretty soon. There's not that many. The the pace of movies is not where it's There's at. Guardians
1: later. and then Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I already said what my favorite scene was from this movie. I think it was them escaping from from Asgard with Loki.
0: I think that's probably mine, too. Best best action sequence. Best uh, Thor and Loki interactions. Like, all the strong elements of the movie rolled into one.
1: What did we think of Natalie Portman's role in this movie? I would say underused.
0: Totally underused. Like we said earlier, I think they, they were struggling to figure out how to integrate these characters into the story again, and Natalie Portman was definitely a casualty of that creative... I'm not going to call it a decision, but that creative difficulty because, yeah, she occupied like a really weird space where it's like, she's like, there... And, like, they have, like, this whole thing about, like, their relationship. But then also she's, like, unconscious for a long time because she's just, like, a vessel for the ether. And yeah. I'm like, what is happening?
1: And I think that's must be why she decided not to come back for so long. Because she was, like...
0: Yeah, she's is- like, I... That was nothing. It was... I, I do feel really bad for, like, the, the actors in these first two Thor movies that were, like, so unimpressed. Because it was, like... These were, like, by far like, the lowest echelon of the MCU at that point. Like, people were just, like, not that impressed with Thor the character. They only really cared because he was going to show up in the Avengers crossovers. And then they had to work with, like, what would, what had already been established, which is like, not that great.
1: Which I think he was great in Avengers.
0: Oh, he was. But then, like, expectations were really high yeah. after that. And this totally dropped the ball.
1: And I would assume that she was... Natalie Portman specifically was, like, worried about, like, another Star Wars incident. Like, oh, where yeah. she's playing this, like...
0: She did not need that again. And I know that there's a lot of people that do love the prequel trilogy, but, like...
1: And I think she's great in it, but they kind of, like, ruined her character in that, too. Like, she's literally just a pregnant vessel in the third movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I don't, I don't blame her one bit, and...
1: I hope when she comes back, it's going to be good.
0: I have faith in Taika Waititi to do it. I, I hope he gives her something, like, really good to work with.
1: Because their relationship's just kind of lame. Right.
0: In general. I, I think, you know, because they're no longer afraid to, like, really lean into how weird Thor's universe is, they can make this work. Because they don't treat it with, like, the what I was saying earlier about, like, keeping he everything needs- in an They were like... Treating this universe with kid gloves and now it's yeah. like we're in it. Shit is weird.
1: Um he needs uh, he needs some motivation to lose the fat
0: suit. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be that's going to be gone within minutes of the next movie though, I swear. I don't I feel like that's like one of the more like criticized aspects of Endgame Game, um, cuz it was a I agree it was kind of a questionable choice. I
1: did not enjoy Thor in Endgame like when they go back to or two and he's like can't keep it together i'm just like i am not here for this like
0: yeah i also
1: don't think he'd be that distraught about his like dad dying as he is i mean i know it's like more than that
0: i feel like he's not that distraught about his dad i feel like it's everything else
1: yeah i guess you're right we'll we'll talk about it when we get to it yeah we'll see that's in a little while we'll revisit
0: that in six months
1: six months Try, like, two years. We're not going to get to Endgame for a while. Depends on how
0: fast we keep watching MCU movies. Well, this has been fun. Uh, You know, I feel like we have now gotten through what people would call, like, the little MCU lull. I mean, people like Iron Man 3 a lot. But between this and Iron Man 3, you hit, like, this little
1: little Yeah, but then we have to get past Avengers 2.
0: Yeah, but that's Okay. Because, I mean, we got...
1: I mean, I like it because I like getting Wanda and her P- brother, P- Pietro.
0: Pietro. But, I mean, like, we get Guardians, Winter Soldier, Avengers 2, you know, a little step down. But then from there on out, it's good to go.
1: I'm excited to rewatch Guardians. It's been a long time. Yeah. And we listen to the soundtrack often because we have it on vinyl. Yeah. Because we're those recommend. people. I
0: recommend great. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, of course, we got a lot of other stuff to juggle, but this was good to talk about. And, you know, honestly, I don't know if this is anyone's favorite movie, seriously, but if you do really like this movie, let us know, because I want to know why. I'm genuinely curious, like, what makes you pick this over others? Because it's not... It's like Loki fan. It's not terrible. Uh, it probably is, because <laughs> he's the best character in this movie.
1: All right. Well, thanks for for tuning in to another episode.
0: And until next time, we are Out Out of of the Superverse. Superverse.